there. Welcome to Break the Norm. I'm your host, Katrina McGee. I'm a certified life coach with an MBA who survived 15 years in the corporate world. I'm here to teach you how to break the norm and pursue an unconventional path to career success. I'm sure you are well-versed in how to live a conventional life and achieve conventional success. But if you're here with me today, that life is so not working for you, even though you really wish it would. Well, it's time to shake things up, to do something different, and to create a new path and start living unconventionally. Everybody. Okay, so welcome back to another fantastic episode of Break the Norm. I have a very special guest with me today, and her name is Stephanie Poland. And Stephanie is an incredible woman with an incredible story. But the reason I really am so excited to have her here today is because Stephanie has sort of the opposite experience that I have with following an unconventional path in the sense that I talk a lot about taking big leaps and sort of growing your, your wings on the way down. But Stephanie actually contributes a significant amount to her household, and so for her, her desire to take this unconventional path had to sort of be juggled with the responsibility of providing for her household and her littles, and she's gonna talk more about that, but I think she gives a great perspective. For those of you out there that feel like you have more responsibility maybe than I do or responsibilities that you just feel like are tying you down. And Stephanie is going to talk about how she was able to work within the realm of responsibilities to still Mm -hmm. take that unconventional path to her career success. And she, by the way, has had a phenomenal year. I'll let her tell you about (laughs) that. She's amazing. So I just want to tell you a tiny bit about how I met Stephanie because she's so spectacular. So If you're seeing her on video, you can see her sprightly, cute, very happy, lively face. But for those of you that can't, Stephanie is that woman that when you walk into a room, you think to yourself, who's that lady? She's really put together. She knows her shit. She is like, she's here. She's here to do some stuff. And she's also super friendly. But when I met her at a conference about a year ago, I remember thinking when I saw her like, that lady has got some real like mojo behind her and she's doing big things. I want to ride her coattails. So she's awesome. Okay. So with that, with that, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Stephanie. I'm going to read you her bio. So Stephanie Poland is an energetic and authentic leader with more than 15 years of executive experience leading teams through change and driving business results. She's a visionary who is passionate about developing people to their fullest potential. With experience in roles ranging from marketing and business development to product development and human resources, Stephanie brings her diverse experience and passion for individual development to drive change and motivate teams for success. And she practices what she preaches when it comes to change. After almost 20 years in high growth companies, Stephanie transitioned into the role of entrepreneur and business owner of the Poland Group. Stephanie, welcome to the show. So... Hi, how are you, lady? I am great. How are you? I am awesome. So why don't you, I just gave a a brief introduction, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe what you're up to now, and then we'll dive in a little bit with what you were recently doing before you made this transition. Sure, sure. Well, that introduction was fantastic. So thank you for that. Um, I remember our meeting fondly as well, um, as you guys know, because you're following Katrina, that she has her own special type of energy. Um, so it goes both ways, my dear. It goes both ways. 
Um, but as you mentioned, you know, I had spent 20 years in a corporate environment and I left last spring to start my own business. So going from being indoctrinated into what it meant to climb corporate ladders and bonus structures and politics and all the things that went along with that to now being on my own, helping organizations navigate those same things um, has been a really interesting journey. Um, learning a lot of things that I didn't anticipate I was going to have to learn again. <laughs> After you think, yeah, okay, well, I've done this in a corporate environment. Well, doing it for my, uh, for my own, in my own business, totally different in some spaces. Yeah. So actually that um, prompts a question for me. So I want you to talk a little bit about the last position, sort of what you were doing um, when you left. But, you know, yeah. we talked a little bit about this in Savannah, but you were actually really good at navigating the corporate culture, right? Like your, your career definitely progressed upwards. And so I would love to hear you even talk about, you know, when you talk about that last sort of experience before mm -hmm. you decided to make that change and take that leap, I yeah. would love to hear what it was like sort of leaving a culture that if it, even if it wasn't you, that you were actually like super good at navigating and being <laughs> successful in. Yeah. So I, I'll definitely talk about that position, but in order to do that, I need to back up a couple of positions um, because as you mentioned, I had, I worked in a lot of different areas and sales, marketing, product development, business development. And my last position was in HR and when I was um, in the product development role is really when I had that moment to say, you know, I don't want to be at this company for forever. And it hit me that I didn't have a plan B. I didn't know if I wasn't working for this company and climbing this ladder, I didn't know what plan B looked like. And so when I was in that product development role, I started to envision what it would be for me to own my own business. And part of that was really taking a look back at all of those roles and all of the, the climbing and the different changes and say, what was I great at? Why did I do that? Did I do it just because I was asked to do it? And really what I came to understand as I reflected back on that is that I was never in a role for any longer than 12 to 15 months. And that was because I was the person that they would call when something needed to be built or something needed to be fixed. And usually it was because of a personal dynamic, not necessarily a technical component. And so what was great about that is that that's what I love to do, right? That's what I love to do. I love to problem solve. I love to work with our clients and the team of people that we had and our resources and just build new things and figure out how to create stuff that people really loved to work on and that our clients love to buy which is very important. Yeah. Um, and as part of that, what I came to understand is, you know, in order for me to work with corporations and be able to share what I know around change management, how to do both the process and the people side of that, I really needed to understand HR better. So here I am, a sales marketing product development professional who then jumps into HR of all things, which is a pretty gigantic change. But what was interesting is the attributes that were happening in HR were right in my wheelhouse. That HR team needed to be reorganized, needed to figure out how to work differently together. And so moving from product into HR was actually part of my exit strategy. So I consciously made a leap within the confines of what I was doing in order to fulfill what was going to be a part of a long-term strategy. And wow. So, so you've basically been building your strategy for a long time. Yes. That's amazing to have that foresight and to be able to stick with the strategy. So keep going with your story, but I just wanted, I want to let everyone know, you know, like you've been planting seeds for a long time. 
Yeah, well, and I, and I think for people that are in a position where an immediate change isn't realistic for them, that you absolutely can still make changes within the place that you are today, right? So when I identify that I needed to know more about the people who are going to make decisions for buying my services long-term, that's what made me think about moving into HR. And I had been at the business for a long time, so I had a lot of credibility and collateral that I could use to make a big jump like that and get people's buy-in to do it. So I think about if you are in a job today and planning for what the future is, what can you be working on in that current role that is going to give you the skills and knowledge that you need to use in the next thing? And sometimes it's hard to do that in the overlap. It's like it's really frustrating because I made that decision and I moved and I was in HR for 14 months before I left. Right. So it wasn't a short gig. Yeah. Um, but it was intentional. And I think that's important. So once it was time to sort of, you know, you made this very strategic change within where you were now, but then yeah. the next change, you know, it was a really big change. Did you think yeah. about like just nixing the idea of doing your own thing and saying, oh, I really like HR. Maybe I'll stay here. Maybe I'll find a new place to go yeah. to. It's not time yet. Or were you like ready and you knew? No. So, you know, I, the good and the bad about making those changes is you're still within that nice little safe environment. And so it's easy to stay in that nice little safe environment. So you have to keep making the choice to leave because it is, you know, you get used to having your paycheck, you get, you're still with the people that you know, but you're just in a different place. So you feel like, Oh, well, I'm really making progress. You have to keep choosing to change. You have to keep choosing. And what does that look like, Stephanie? Like, what does that mean on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis to be continually making that choice? What did that look like for you? So for me, what that looked like was, you know, doing my best at my job, but not doing 120%, right? So if I had been there and intended to be there for years and years and years, I would have been going 90 miles an hour, right? This looked more like me going 70 so, so I was still doing excellent at the work that I was doing, but the mind share that I was giving to that role was different. So it was, I'm going to engage, I'm going to do what I need to do for this organization, but I am still planning that business in my head. I'm still doing trainings. I'm still participating in coaching. I'm still learning for what my future business is going to be. So it, it was a little bit of a delicate balance sometimes um, because you're essentially, you have a side hustle right? You're working a corporate gig and it's a side hustle to build your other business at the same time. Yeah. So tell me about sort of the stuff going on in your mind with your mind share and your family and your household. So as you are making this choice day after day, week after week that you're still going to leave, you're going to make a change. Like Mm -hmm. what kinds of things are you wrestling with, worried about, or sort of thinking about as far as like your family and what this change would mean for them? Yeah. So, um, what the interesting thing is we made a move, um, to come here for me to take some of these bigger roles. So we've just made moved the whole family so that I could do some things that I wanted to do in my career before I had this aha moment. Um, so hey honey, just kidding. So <laughs> we moved everything and changed our whole life, but here's the deal. Um, so that that actually played into it a little bit too in terms of you know how quickly I moved um, because I wanted to be mindful of the impact that we had made on the family. And, you know, things are great here. So it wasn't a big impact. So that was a really important part of it. Um, 
But when we did that, my husband made some big changes too. So he's not the only, I'm not the only person in our family that loves to make change. So he went from um, someone who traveled internationally and ran corporate supply chain and logistics to um, becoming a self-published author. And he is an extra in his movies and he's, he's really learning, you know, a whole bunch of new skills. And so, you know, he's adapted and, and taken on, you know, a new way that he approaches life. And so when I wanted to do the same thing, a lot of, we had a lot of conversations about it, right? What does it look like? What yeah. does our day to day look like? Um, and, you know, for us, as you mentioned, we've got two kids. So the financial component of it was really important for us to focus on. And that was a big part of the timing. And that was also a big part of um, trying to understand the skills um, that I needed to get and how to make the right decision on when the time was right for us. Yeah. Tell me about that aha moment. So your family, like your, your two littles and your hubby have moved, right? Like we've, we've moved in support of this ladder that you're climbing successfully. And then inside you have this moment where you're like, this isn't actually what I want to be doing forever. And in fact, I don't think I want to be doing it for a lot longer. Did you wrestle with even having that conversation with your husband at first with sort of this like, like self-imposed guilt or anything like that? Did you wrestle with any of that? Or was it like... You were just, you knew he was going to receive it well. You were like, yeah. just off the band <laughs> Well, I think that I had come to that before we actually had had that conversation, right? So what was funny is the moment that I can think about is I came home from work and it was a really stressful environment that we were in at this, at this time. And my little guy who was five at the time met me at the door and he's like, oh, mommy. He said, I know you've had a bad day. I'm going to take your stuff for you. He's like, you can go upstairs and take a rest. He's five. He's five. And, and so, so he knew that because when I get stressed out, my nose turns bright red, like I'm talking Rudolph kind of red. So when I come in the door and my nose is bright red, the kids know I've had a really bad day. And I went upstairs and I bawled my eyes out and I'm like, that's it. Like I can't be in this kind of environment where my kids are like reading my face to know what mom's going to be like when she comes home. That's not what I signed up for. Yeah. The family I think had noticed it before I had really been able to verbalize what it was. And so when we did have that conversation and I told my husband, I'm like this, I I just can't anymore. Like this is not it. This is not filling my bucket. I'm not happy. Um, We were all on the same page because they wanted that for me too. And I think they saw it before I did. It sounds like your family in general, like between you and your husband, um, choose to really live, right? So you're course correcting when you're going on a path, even though he was very successful in his job and had like the conventional path that looked super successful and very like predictable, even though we know it's not really, and you know, same for you, but it seems like you guys do a good job as a team, um, of choosing to live, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if, if it starts to go off the rails and it's not serving you, then yeah. you're not afraid to make a change. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and we do that though with um, guardrails that are important to us, right? So when we start to think about me leaving a corporate career and paychecks that come in every two weeks and bonus structures and all that kind of stuff, we had to have hard conversations to say, okay, where's, where's our bottom, right? What do we feel comfortable? What kinds of things are non-negotiable for us? And that actually led to some really good conversations. So for us, we value education and experiences. So our kids go to a really great um, private school and it's important to us that they stay in that environment. Uh, and we also, like I said, we value experiences. So we want to make sure that we still have room and time to travel. 
And so those kinds of things become important when you're saying, well, how much money do I need? Um, those, those are more important to us than a car or a house or a new yeah. couch or anything like that that comes along. And so we actually had to get kind of get clear on what those were and then kind of back our way into what the financial piece of that was. Yeah, I'm a huge, so, I mean, you and I have talked about this before, but, you know, I want to let the audience know, like, we both, Stephanie and I are both believers, I think I could say this for you too, like, financial freedom is such a foundational key to career freedom, Um, you know, that's something I talk about a lot, but the idea of having that prioritization in your mind where you know what your non-negotiables are, but you're not saying you want the world, right? Like I need to have this car. I need to have this house. My kids need to go to this school. We want to take these kind of trips. I want to wear this outfit. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, do you need all of those things to really feel the way you want to feel? Or do you need two of them? And the others are nice to have, right? Mm -hmm. They can come, they can go, but they're not going to change your level of happiness, right? But maybe two of those really do affect it. And so, um, you know, I think it's just interesting that you guys did that work as well before you sort of, you know, took this leap to really be centered on what, you know, what you were willing to spend on, how much you really needed. And I think it makes it so much easier to take leaps. Yeah. Get a real number. You get a real sense of things. You know what you absolutely like need. And so tell me about your first year sort of, you know, providing all of this income and then now it's like on you and it's self-employment, right? So talk to me yeah. about were there ups and downs? Is it a roller coaster? I kind of, you know, like I'm experiencing a little bit of that myself as I'm transitioning. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so it, it definitely is a roller coaster. You know, part of um, planning for this and for anybody that's in that transition stage, you know, we we knew that there was a number that we wanted to have in our account that made us feel good. And we understood kind of what those numbers were and worked towards those, right? So that's one of the advantages sometimes of not jumping right away is that you can be very planful about what you want in your accounts. We, you know, the course of the last year or two when we knew this was going to happen, we made different decisions than what we might have made. Um, and that has actually helped in the transition. So Knowing, and did you have like a savings, a big saving? Like, was yeah. there sort of like a, a nest egg of like, okay, we can pull from this if it takes my business a while to get off the ground? You bet. You bet. And so, you know, here's where we are and we're going to go down to here before somebody yeah. starts. Before I'm pulling a record. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so for us, our benchmark was that we wanted to have two years to grow the business and to get back to where we were. So that's what we planned for because that's what felt right for us. Um, some people might not need that kind of a cushion, but for, you know, for where we are with our kids and we tend to be pretty conservative anyway, in the way that we spend that, that was it. And, and doing that work changes how you start your business because it allows you the freedom to take different jobs. It allows you the freedom to try different things because you're not so focused on every penny coming in and going out because you've already made this decision. You've given yourself this sense of time. I think if I had given myself six months, I would have totally been freaking out about this, right? Every cent that went out the door, I would have been totally freaking out about um, giving myself this longer runway and knowing that, you know, the money's going to start coming out of the account and it just, it's just going to, mm-hmm. um, that has helped plan and I think has helped in me making better decisions about starting my business in the first place and not just taking work for taking work. That's awesome. So tell us about your kids. Like they saw mommy with the red nose coming home and taking her things. Like what, how are, how is the family feeling about Stephanie, the like CEO of her own company? 
Yeah, so so it's great. Um, so the days that I am working from home, when the kids get home, yeah, they they're running beeline into my office to see mom first thing, and you know those are things that I didn't anticipate having as a part of the experience, but they're definitely a bonus. Um, and I think it's interesting for the kids to see both their dad and I doing different things. And we've had to, we've had conversations where like, how do I tell people what is it you do? You know, because they're used to other moms and dads going into the office yeah. or the hospital or whatever. And so, you know, we've, we've had some kind of funny conversations to talk, yeah. help well, them. Tell us, out. tell our listeners, like, we want to know a little bit more about what you do. So, um, so what I do is I work with corporations to do change management. So we talked a lot about my varied career and moving in all those different places. And that, that's what I love to do, right? And I'd, I'd love to take the things that I learned um, in that environment. Like I said, 20 years, I learned a lot of great things and a lot of great experience, just super positive environment. I really want to take that to other businesses so that change isn't a scary thing for the business or the people that are involved in it. And so that's really kind of the nature of my work. I love that. So you did it, you planned for a long time, you planted seeds. Is there anything in hindsight where you are now that you wished you had done differently in your transition, starting from deciding that you're going to go into HR leading up to like creating your own business and sort of running with it? Is there anything you've done differently? Or are you like, nope, I'm really happy with how it's all sort of played out? <laughs> you know, I, so I'm really happy with how it all turned out, actually. But the one thing that I would say is I think I wish I had been a little less hard on myself about it because it's hard once you've made that decision that you are going to leave and then you're there for another 12 months. Like it's very, it can be really frustrating. You're like, okay, why aren't I out of here? I said I was going to be out of here. Like you just have like all of this internal conversation happening. Yes. And really, I was working the plan. Like I made the plan. I was working the plan. We're going to do, execute the plan. Right. But you just have this sense of like, okay, why have I not started yet? And so I think I spent probably more time being hard on myself about not moving faster or not pushing harder. But the reality is, is the timing was right and the timing was right. So. Yeah, you're speaking directly to me and preaching to the choir right now because I have <laughs> two and a half weeks left um, at my part-time nine to five before I'm completely self-employed. And I've definitely hit that period, that point where I'm just like, you know, I gave four months notice and I'm like, why am I still here? It's like, you know, your brain has just, started to go on to this other thing and you feel exactly. like your body is lagging behind. But um, yeah. I think that's, you know, great advice to not be hard on yourself and know that you had a plan and there's a reason yep. and it's, it's going to come in, in the time that's that it needs exactly to come. Right. That's exactly right. Well, Stephanie, your story is amazing. Um, you know, you've given us some great tips, but I would just love to know, like, you know, for people that are sort of grappling with bigger responsibilities, whether yeah. it's, you know, aging parents or kids significant others, but just in some way wrestling with some bigger financial and sort of bigger implication. Do you have any tips for us about how to create sort of this power plan? That's kind of what I would refer to what you've done, but sort of this power plan for, you know, like a transition that doesn't make you want to just vomit all the time or like freak out and have multiple people. <laughs> you know, so the, so the biggest thing that I um, would say is to really get clear on what your priorities are. So, you know, as I mentioned for us, we, we honed in that for as a family, that education and that experiences were important to us. It's going to be different for everybody. But once you know what that is, planning to secure the things that are important to you gives you a framework for that instead of I have to maintain a certain lifestyle or I have to bring in this amount of income, you know what your non-negotiables are. And that is something that has to have conversation, right? You have to talk to the people in your life that 
um, are dependent on you, that you're contributing um, to and with in your household, and be able to have open conversations about that because they're part of that decision, they're part of that journey as well, and they might have to make sacrifices too. So, like I said, knowing what your non-negotiables are and prioritizing around that and then having open conversations about how to actually get there and what they're willing to sacrifice in support of that is a super important part of the process. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that a lot. Okay, pop quiz, are you ready? Oh, dear. Okay. It's really easy. I'm just curious. So who or what? So it could be a person, it could be a book, a podcast, an experience, but who or what was the biggest support to you during your unconventional leap. So when you're making that leap to really like doing it and starting your own business, who or what was your biggest support? Uh, so it was, it was my husband. So, you know, he um, has made big changes with me throughout, right? We definitely have a partnership. Um, so he had to deal with all the mess. He had to deal with me being stressed about being there. He had to deal with me being stressed about leaving. <laughs> <laughs> he had to deal with how do we pull all the financials together, you know, in the midst of him going through um, everything that he was going through because he had his own changes too. So you know, he absolutely was um, the biggest support as we went through the whole process. I love that. So Stephanie, tell us, what are you up to? Where can we find you? So you can find me at um, thepolandgroup.com. That's P-O-L-E-N. Um, online, and my, that's my web address, and also on Facebook, where I'm providing updates on things that are happening um, in my business. So no new retreats planned just yet. Um, I'm busy working with some corporate clients this spring. It's it, 2018 is a year of change for a lot of businesses. It's really exciting. But you can learn more about my philosophy and my approach on those um, locations. I'd love to see you. Thank you, Stephanie. Okay, so it was so great having you. Thank you for joining us today and sharing with all of these great people more about taking an unconventional path when you have a lot of responsibility um, and things to manage. So I think you provided a really great perspective that you know I can't provide for people that feel like they have a lot more that they're sort of juggling on their way to career freedom. So I just want to end on a really high note because I think that Stephanie had a lot of really great things to say, but you know, she talked about her two biggest tips when you're sort of managing that change with someone else is collectively getting clear on your priorities, knowing what your non-negotiables are. I talked about this. She's talked about this. I think that it sets you up to really have a true sense of freedom when you know, absolutely know what you want and what you um, don't want. And you're clear about what you need. Um, and she also talked about having the conversations with your partner or the other people involved about how you're going to get there and what that might look like. So, you know, she made a really brave choice. And um, she talked a lot about the fact that she kept making that brave choice every day, every week. So wherever you're at in your journey, um, you know, you might have started down that path and you might have a moment of doubt. But just remember, it's something you get to choose every day and eventually you're gonna get there. And if you get there with some kind of plan, which I've had my version of a plan, Stephanie has her version of a plan, mm -hmm. um, you're gonna get there, it's gonna happen. You just have to be patient and you have to know that you're doing all that you can do and you keep putting one foot in front of the other. And eventually, career freedom is yours. Your unconventional success comes to life. Um, yeah. So that, was, so that was what I really wanted to share with you guys today. Thank you again to Stephanie for being a part of this. You can find me, as always, at kmcgeecoaching.com or on Facebook at kmcgeecoaching as well. And I hope all of you have a great day. Thanks for joining us.